Welcome to the Hello Orlandia Weekly News. We bring you all the key news stories in and about Poland. The main developments this week. Poland restates its support for the cause of freedom in Belarus on the second anniversary of the disputed August 2020 presidential election. Twelve Polish pilgrims on their way to Medjugorje die in a bus crash in Croatia. The Polish church marks the 80th anniversary of the death in the Nazi-German Auschwitz-Birkenau concentration camp of Edith Stein, now known as St. Teresa Benedicta of the Cross. And Robert Lewandowski opens his scoring account with FC Barcelona just two days after his unveiling to the club's fans. The Polish government this week joined in expressions of support for the Belarusian Democratic Opposition on the occasion of the second anniversary of the disputed August 9, 2020 presidential election, widely regarded as having been rigged in favour of the pro-Russian incumbent president Alexander Lukashenko. Polish Foreign Minister Zbigniew Rau posted in support on Twitter saying that a free Belarus will come. The European Union repeated its assertion that the election was fraudulent. Rao tweeted, Dear Belarusians, dear neighbours, it's been two years since you showed the whole world that you want to live in a free country. For this you have faced repression, which continues unabated to this day. We haven't forgotten about prisoners of conscience. We understand your dreams. A free Belarus will come. The Ministry of Foreign Affairs separately commented that releasing all political prisoners and democratic change are essential for the independence of Belarus. In Warsaw, Deputy Prime Minister and Minister of Culture and National Heritage Piotr Dlinski attended the opening of an outdoor exhibition of posters inspired by the pro-democracy protests in Belarus. Belarusian opposition activist and former ambassador to Poland, Paweł Latushka, said on Tuesday that the Belarusian opposition must create a liberation movement that will be ready to fight for Belarusian independence and overthrow the illegal regime. Speaking at the end of the so-called New Belarus Conference held in Vilnius, the Belarusian opposition leader Svetlana Tikhanovskaya announced the formation of a new united transition cabinet. She commented that, We have made an important step together, but now we need to continue to work hard and persistently for Belarus. We invite all to join and take part in building our democratic future. Despite the high international profile Tikhanovskaya has obtained over the past two years and the strong support of many European countries, none more so than Poland, the Belarusian opposition has struggled to find a way of forcing change in the country in the face of a brutal crackdown by the Lukashenko regime and the support it has enjoyed from Moscow. Lukashenko's Belarus in turn has been among the few supporters of Russia's invasion of Ukraine. In an opinion piece for this week's edition of The Spectator magazine in the UK, Prime Minister Mateusz Morawiecki once again called on the West to support Ukraine in recapturing territory occupied by Russian forces. He wrote that Imperial Russia may be defeated, thanks to Ukraine and our support for her, adding that the victory in this war 
is but a matter of our consistency and determination. The article appeared under the headline War in Ukraine has exposed the truth about Europe with the subheading How did the EU allow itself to be caught out by the rise of Russian imperialism? In the article, Morawiecki commented that Europe today is in the situation it finds itself in not because it was insufficiently integrated but because it refused to listen to the voice of truth. That voice has been coming from Poland for many years. He added that we must therefore support Ukraine in her struggle to recapture the territories that have been taken from her and force Russia to retreat. Only then the real dialogue and an actual end to this war and not just a temporary break preceding the next aggression will be possible. Only such an end will mean our victory. Morawiecki warned that we must also defeat the threat of imperialism within the EU. The head of Amnesty International's Ukraine office, Oksana Pokalchuk, has resigned in protest over a report the organisation released last Thursday which sparked outrage by accusing the country's defenders of endangering civilians by establishing bases in hospitals and schools and launching counter-attacks from heavily populated areas. Announcing her resignation last Friday, Pokalchuk claimed that the report was one-sided and that she had tried to warn the organization's leadership that had failed to properly take the Ukrainian position into account. She said that, If you don't live in a country invaded by occupiers who are tearing it to pieces, you probably don't understand what it's like to condemn an army of defenders. Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky commented that Amnesty International had attempted to amnesty the terrorist state and shift the responsibility from the aggressor to the victim. In a tragic incident early on Saturday, 12 people lost their lives, with many others injured, when a bus carrying Polish pilgrims on their way to Medjugorje slipped off a road and into a ditch in northwestern Croatia. Prime Minister Morawiecki expressed his deepest sympathies to the families of the victims. On Wednesday, he announced that there would be more stringent checks on all cars, and especially tour buses carrying children to holiday destinations, in the wake of the crash. Events have taken place this week in Poland to mark the 80th anniversary of the death in the Nazi-German Auschwitz-Birkenau concentration camp of Edith Stein, now known as St. Teresa Benedicta of the Cross, on August 9, 1942. On Tuesday, the occasion was marked in her home city of Wrocław, where Stein was born in 1891, with the city then known as Breslau. Among other events, an oak tree was planted in her memory in a park close to where she lived for 23 years, and a city tram was named after her. Stein grew up Jewish, but converted to Roman Catholicism in 1922 and joined the Carmelite Order of Nuns 12 years later. She was beatified in 1998 and is one of the six co-patron saints of Europe. On Wednesday, commemorative events were held at Auschwitz-Birkenau itself, with a procession being led by the Archbishop of Krakow, Marek 
Jendrzejewski, and Bertram Meyer, the Bishop of the Diocese of Augsburg in Germany. A prayer for peace was also held in the nearby city of Oświęcim. Finally, Polish soccer race Robert Lewandowski has wasted no time in getting off to a flying, or rather a scoring, start with his new club, FC Barcelona. Just days after his official unveiling as a Barcelona player, Lewandowski scored his first goal for his new club in a pre-season friendly against Pumas UNAM of Mexico, played in the Camp Nou on Sunday. Barcelona won the game 6-0, with Lewandowski kicking off the scoring with a strike in the third minute. He was substituted in the friendly encounter on 60 minutes and named the man of the match at the end. The 33-year-old former Bayern Munich player and Polish international had been paraded before some 50,000 Barcelona fans at the Camp Nou Stadium on Friday, following his signing in July. Lewandowski was wearing the number 9 shirt, with the club saying that he was joining an illustrious list of number 9s in the club's history, including Johan Cruyff, Ronaldo and Luis Suarez. It will shortly be down to real business for Lewandowski, as Barcelona opened their La Liga campaign on Saturday. That's all from the Herlorlandia Weekly News for this week.